Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Spring training baseball underway. Lots of adjustments going on with new rules around the sport. Here to talk about that and everything MLB's baseball insider from ESPN, Jeff Passan, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Jeff, it's been a while. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time today. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? So good Doing to well. have you back, Jeff. Great to be here. What's uh, shaking? Uh, well, obviously, um, the visceral, visual difference in watching baseball so far in the spring uh, with the pitch clock and all these new rules, and we've seen a little bit of havoc. But you know, from from your perspective, what's your reaction to what we've seen so far in in what baseball is trying to accomplish with these rules? Uh, I think it's been awesome, honestly. As, as somebody who loves the game of baseball but didn't love the part of it where games just seem to go on interminably and for no particularly good reason, having the pitch clock in place to me has been kind of a godsend. And it, it takes a little while to get used to. Like, it's jarring when you see it for the first time, but uh, after that... It, you can get used to this pace really, really easily, I think. And the the priorities that are being placed on not just the speed of the game itself in terms of time, but in terms of action as well, I, I think is a, going to be a real boon for the sport and something that people over time really grow to appreciate once they're used to it. Uh, and I already appreciate it. And again, I think this was this is about the best thing Rob Manfred's done for the game because it, it, it is so yep. jarring, yet it is so fundamentally important. You're a smart guy. Why is it that some baseball players have a hard time seeing the forest for the trees here and understanding that this is necessary? Because change is difficult, whether you're a 20-something or a 30-something baseball player or a a 40- or 50-year-old man or a 60- or 70-year-old woman. That that doesn't change. Um, You know, we have a, a routine that we get into, all of us, on a daily basis where we expect things in our lives to look and feel a particular way. And... Uh, a lot of people can make those adjustments, and a lot of them rage against the dying light. And, uh, look, anyone in baseball who's fighting the pitch clock, um, I, I don't know why you would because you're not going to win. Like, there just needs to be this understanding and expectation that this is a new reality, and you can either complain about it uh, and – not have it change, or you can get used to it and understand that, hey, this is how it's going to be, and uh, I need to adapt or die. Jeff Passan from ESPN, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. A couple of the new rules, too, that could really be a benefit to the local team, the Arizona Diamondbacks. The, the bigger size of the bases, the restriction on movement and throws over to, to first base, for a team that wants to play with speed, maybe play a little bit of old-school small ball with, with uh, their, their base runners, how do you think that affects the Diamondbacks? And, and what do you think of the Diamondbacks' chances to, to crash through into a postseason spot overall this year, Jeff? 
I, you know, I spent a day at Diamondbacks camp probably about a week ago or so. Um, I'm working on a story on Corbin Carroll right now that I think is going to be really good. And it, it's him, and it's Jake McCarthy, and it's Catel Marte, and it's Nick Ahmed. And you can go on and on about the athleticism and the speed uh, on this team already. Um, you know, Tori Lovello that day said, we're going to be running. And uh, I think that when you have the advantages that are provided by these new rules and in major league baseball implicitly encouraging players to run more and to have more action on the bases, you'd be foolish not to take advantage of it. Uh And and the fact that the Diamondbacks, uh, this incarnation of them is built around athletes, I think really plays into their hands. some. Um, I like this team a lot. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe I'm deluded. Maybe I'm a year early. Maybe it's going to take a full Jordan Lawler season and uh, a full season from Brandon Fott and Brian Nelson and Dre Jameson getting used to what the big leagues are like Mm -hmm. before they really turn into the guys that the Diamondbacks expect them to. But uh, I'll say this. I think the future is really bright and the present is not far behind. Wow, that's good to hear. All right, so because I, I was going to ask you along those lines, it's it, I think that Tampa's proven that there's an alternative path to, to spending a lot of money on baseball players. But, but now yep. we're in an era where there seems to be runaway spending from the big spenders and the big markets. Um, have we gotten past the point of no return? Where are we at in, in, in terms of that, in terms of can you still build – an alternative baseball team to compete with checkbook championships. Are are you talking about big spenders and big markets like the San Diego Padres? (laughs) (laughs) That huge, huge market? (laughs) So well said, Jeff. That's funny. Listen, I bring this up only because I'm taking issue with the term runaway spending. Okay. Um, I, I just... I, I think that is uh, there's a there's a history with those two words being paired together, um, and it goes back to the introduction of the competitive balance tax or luxury tax in baseball. The, the CBT was instituted to prevent teams from quote unquote runaway spending. Um, there's no runaway spending. There, there is there is a set of rules that is collectively bargained between the players and the owners that is in place. And it, you, you have it's a binary situation to me. You can either have a capped system that limit spending for everyone or an uncapped system that looks a lot more like the free market where all of the owners in major league baseball made their money. And that that's the, the problem with the complaints about spending to me, they're, they're just disingenuous. Um, I, I, I understand guys. Like I live in Kansas city. I grew up in Cleveland. So I've known my entire baseball life is payrolls, you know, like at least uh, over the last 20 years. Cleveland spent a lot back in the 90s, but over the last 20, 25 years, all I've known in terms of the cities that I've lived in are low payrolls. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I I feel, uh, you know, I feel it when somebody like a fan of the Diamondbacks complains, well, you know, they can't spend or no, it's more that they don't spend and back to ownership and it goes back to ownership's willingness to prioritize winning over profits yes. uh, or, or even winning over 
um, you know, breaking even. I'm never going to sit here and suggest that a businessman or woman put him or herself into any kind of debt running that business. What I will say is um, the the right reason to own a sports team is to win championships yeah. and not create a profit center. Yes. And if an owner is not invested enough to win a championship, then what's the purpose of having that ball club in the first place? Great point. Jeff Passon from ESPN, our guest here on Arizona Sports. Uh, we, we'll try to push the payroll size uh, aside for a second. But the reality <laughs> is the Diamondbacks do still live in the National League West with the Dodgers and the Padres. It was an interesting offseason for the Dodgers. They lost some key pieces. They lose Gavin Lux to the season-ending injury earlier in the spring. The Padres are loaded. Uh, how do you? Uh, who do you favor right now uh, at this point going into the season in the National League West? Well, uh, I mean, the Dodgers won 111 games last year, and the Padres beat them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's even right now. Um, I I still like the Dodgers. Um, I think there's a chance that the two of them wind up being the two best teams in baseball this year during the regular season. The you know the fact that they're not going to have to play each other 19 times because yeah. of the balance schedule is uh, a, a good thing for National League West teams that uh, would otherwise be worried that their competition, frankly, is better than just about everywhere else. And I was, you know, I was wondering, um, I, I'm going to take the Central out of this discussion because um, neither Central division is frankly any good um where is the best baseball going to be played this year is it going to be in the east or the west and, and i don't have a good answer to that you, mm-hmm. you can make really good arguments uh in both cases i think because in the national league west i think there are four teams that harbor legitimate playoff aspirations and uh you know the giants would surprise me a little bit if the diamondbacks snuck in i could see it um I just look at how strong National League East is, and uh, with the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies, I mean that is quite the uh, the array of teams that you got to run throughout there. Yeah, and absolutely. so, um, I, I think the good thing is I, I look around baseball right now, and there are a bunch of really good teams, and I I think the Diamondbacks have the potential to fall into that group, even in a division that's going to make getting a playoff spot that much more difficult. Jeff, always great news. to have you on the show. Yep. We appreciate you making some time for us today. Look forward to that Corbin Carroll piece. Yes, definitely. No, so do I. He's uh, He is something else, I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, as, as thoughtful and interesting and interested a 22-year-old as I've talked with in a long time. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Thanks Thank a you, lot, Jeff. Jeff. Appreciate it. Jeff Pass, an ESPN Baseball Insider, kind enough to join us this morning on the Arizona Sports Line.